Right. Enough of the music. It's Andre, and it's time for the RC After Hours podcast, episode 90. And I'm just calling this as like bench flying test. The last couple of weeks, I've been really focusing and thinking about what I wanted out of the podcast. And, and I don't even have a guest on the show this evening or this afternoon or whatever time this is. Uh, so I don't need headphones. Um, I came to the conclusion when I started really deep diving into the podcast, what I missed about the podcast. And it was the bench flying that we used to do. And I came to the very quick realization that I can't bench fly um, from the desk behind me over here. Uh, it was conducive to doing a good show for interviews and stuff, but I miss the interactive stuff. I've got all this great technology, this wonderful camera that, that and if those watching the YouTube stream, 1080, I think, well, anyhow, it should be 1080. The camera's not a webcam anymore. It looks, it should be very fluid and everything from what I can tell, hopefully, using my studio microphone. So it's a test. Um, and I think this is where I want to go with this show. So when we do have a guest, well, we'll be on the main screen behind me right here over my shoulder and we'll be able to go through. And so I've invested, I've used a little bit of that Patreon funding for once and put it right back into the show with some stuff to, to uh, get through and everything and uh, and just make it go. And I'm watching the chat. Uh, let's see, I probably can bring that up right now and, and go. It's a little bit of a delay on the YouTube channel, but whatever. Um, and yes, uh, JM, uh, thank you. Uh, for telling me it is 1080p. So this is part of what's going to be going on and, and how I want the show to move forward. Um, more animated, more dynamic, and all that fun stuff. So forgive me as I'm pushing buttons and everything uh, and, and going through. So, uh, yeah, flat bench flying. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Yes, the CG on the bench was very hard to achieve, but you slap enough power behind anything and it will work. Um it's been quite the interesting weekend. Um, and on the bench today are a couple old gems. Uh, and there was a post on my social media a couple of weeks ago saying how much I missed the commander because it had been an anniversary. The commander actually had been sold to a friend of mine, Matt, who unfortunately passed away in 2019. Um, that's how I got the DX9. I bought it off his estate and everything. Uh, and a couple of days ago, his wife reached out to the group and said, his ex-wife, and said they were really struggling with selling the aircraft, the planes that Matt had collected over, over his lifespan, uh, and wanted the guys from the group to enjoy them. So we got together and drew, you know, uh, cards and everything, and... The commander was my second pick, and no one else in the group wanted it because they knew what it meant to me. So uh, I'm going to get my little ticker tape machine or whatever and, and put the uh, put the uh, <laughs> and put his name on the side just to respect, you know, just to honor Matt. So there you go. I'm just trying to read through the comments because this is have the fun of it. Commander was a great plane. They shouldn't have quit making it. It's funny because I I, I have a few friends in the, who work at Horizon and they were saying all the planes I like from Horizon are always their marketing duds for whatever reason, but. I don't know. I I think it's a great looking plane. For for those listening to the show, the Commander is a what? It's a pretty big footprint of an aircraft. It's basically to me it looks like a Spitfire with no retracts. But it flies great on 3S 4000. I know people put 5 uh 4S into it and it goes uh, what I struggled with initially, as I recall, my notes of this airplane was safe was a little unpredictable. By the way, how is the audio sounding? Because now I'm not on my normal blue uh, USB. I'm actually using an overhead microphone that I shoot all the production stuff. So basically, this is a live production, but it's allowing me to interact, which is awesome. It looks good. And we can have this really rolling conversation. So back to the commander. I'm super thrilled to have it back in the hangar. Uh, the obvious problem with the commander is it is a big airplane. It does take up a little bit of floor space. And then uh, I I flew a heli today. This was, again was something that we picked that I that I selected from one of my draws. And um, yeah, keep your favorites to yourself, Andre. <laughs> it's sound advice, Robert. But every once in a while, stuff has to go out. Otherwise, you know, there's no room for new stuff. But I'll keep talking about all the new stuff because there've been some really neat attributes. 
I had been very successful in the last couple months of not bringing in a lot of acquisitions. And then in the span of a week, I popped through my, my quota and everything. But on the heli, this is an old Blade uh, MCPX. And I flew it today and I was talking to my heli buddies who've been on me for months about not having a heli. And... And <laughs> I was all thumbs. I had my fingers were moving so fast trying to get this thing. Anyhow, it's going to be a long-term goal of mine just to get really good at helicopters and just get used to moving them around and start coming back. I mean, it feels like the old days to me when you know you were learning a a very manual quad and you're kind of like trying to control this beast and this monster while it's flying around. So it's going to be another fun thing. And then I had my first. UMX EDF experience again, another, another something I picked up in the draw. Uh, and I had the batteries, it was pretty crunched up. The whole front end had been clipped off, so I hit that with some glue and some uh, some tape and everything. And I flew this today, and it was a hoot. Uh, someone said on my Instagram, Do you have to take your eyes off it? Yeah, it's small, but I mean, I got out there, and the guys were like, Is your batteries having problems? I'm like, No, I'm just flying around at 50% throttle, just giving a feel for it. Uh, the only thing I noticed on landing is. The wing's a little loose again, so I'm going to have to tape and glue and everything. Ah, John. So, uh, and John's been out crawling. And for those following the Instagram, my own Instagram, I think, I might have thrown some up on the RC After Hours uh, podcast Instagram. Um, been doing a lot of crawling. The guys were over last weekend, and I have to say a huge shout out. We had our uh, first gathering since this whole COVID mess. Uh, a couple of my Canadian friends and uh, an American friend, Andy Chase, who, who came up. And we flew in some obscene winds and we drove our trucks until the wee hours in the morning and did a ton of FPV crawling, night crawling with FPV. If you haven't done it, I highly recommend it. It is a blast. And we were out just, you know, putting lights on our vehicles and everything. So the only thing I didn't do for that was I didn't try and put a digital setup. And our recent acquisitions are the uh, the Cadex uh, FPV. So I've got the one with the air unit and the one with the light. And uh, I put this stuff together and this is a Zod or Zod HD uh, Dart? Yes, because I flew the drift and the drift video will come shortly. I just have to edit it up. The, the lighting was bleh, but whatever. It's done and it's awesome. So this is going to go digital. Now, I have taken the DJI remote link and put it into the flight controller, the uh, the pilot, uh, the, the little pilot link one that, that they sell. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is there are no uh, expo or anything like that. None that I've found or been able to set in the th system. So I may have to go back and just use a generic receiver, uh, put one of my uh, um, TBRC uh, crossfire links in there or something like that. Anyhow, it's me trying to figure out if I can actually use the DJI remote for more than just one quad that I have right now. Flow that, flew it outside for the first time besides the backyard and really enjoyed that experience. Um, it's showing me how, <laughs> how bad the battery stock is. Everything I flew this weekend and the last couple of weekends has really pushed the battery, uh, the old battery archives. Uh, I call them archives because a lot of my backs are old. So I got a feeling that over the next year or so, I'll be reinvesting. Ow! And another good tale on battery stuff. A couple months ago, um, I picked up some power supplies from our good friends at Banggood. Grr. So there were supposed to be 400 milliwatt, uh, 400 watt power supplies. Turns out there were 360 with stickers. The second most interesting part of these things is the voltage. They were supposed to be 110 to 220. It turns out they're 180 to 220 or 210 or whatever. Completely useless to me unless you're like, you know, re-rigging the power in the in the back room and, you know, coming up with different supplies. So once again, I'm back into trying to find new power supplies because as things get better and flying starts up again, I'm going to be jumping into my jets again. And I want the 6S stuff to be very very much uh fast and easy um <laughs> just charging i'm just reading through the notes thanks for all the guy, uh, input guys the uh, ko pilot and hey buddy how you doing so 
so the infrastructure is going to have to come up because that was the one thing I noticed from my old notes and I take copious amount of notes as I go through things and I'm like, eh, charging is okay. But you know, some mornings you're like, do I want to have these packs charged and waiting or do I want to do it when I get up? So it's, uh, it's, you know, this evolution of things right now, you're going to laugh. I have one proper chargers power supply and then all the others are Xbox 360s, which are super reliable, super clean power, but they don't have a lot of wattage. So when you start going, uh, I've got a couple batteries. I've got some 6S uh, 6200s, and they top out. The charges will top out at like 5,000 before the, the whole system will just drop because they just can't keep up. Woo! You can't, you're keeping notes? So, lots going on. And uh, the other night, uh, one of the uh, club members for my Mac group, uh, the Stenson Flyers, was posting uh a for sale and it was like i've been looking at something like this for a long time hold on i'm gonna sneak over here and pick this thing up look at this gem so this is a model studio uh fokker d7 uh and it is extremely light i've just thrown in a motor i've actually ordered like a um was it a blue uh that that'll have some fun and uh you know it's super light 2s power uh your standard rear controls and everything but i have been looking for something like this on a flying calm day kind of thing for a very long time and uh it had the servos already in it so i just had to drop a motor into it and put on the ESC and we're off. So a little 2S500s. I'll have to put a little pilot figure in there, obviously, because it's supposed to have a little dude, a little German dude flying in there. But I have wanted one of these forever. I like biplanes. What can I say? Uh, and so this is just a simple little 30-inch. Uh, they said 400 grams all up. I put it on the scale without the motor and ESC in there and, and receiver, and it was sub 200. So it may be in the sub 250 gram range, which is pretty phenomenal. So that'll be a light flying kind of aircraft on a really low wind kind of day. So uh, Lee David says he has one of those too. That's fantastic. Um, just a fun. I think everybody needs that kind of like rudder elevator kind of experience when flying. I was flying during some of the windier conditions. I was flying my very first uh, RC plane that I ever bought. And that was that, um, oh, it's somewhere around here. But the Fly Zone Tiger Moth. And the wind was so fast and so powerful that it was spinning the motor faster than the actual drive system so it was kind of fun runs on a his runs on a 3s 1000 impressive uh this one does this one have a gearbox is asked nope i've just done a pure brushless little motor um 3100 kb and this is like an eight inch prop but it's got a lot of vibration in it so i'm going to clean that way up very fast because i don't want any vibrations going through this little airframe but there we go and that uh kind of a sweet looking airplane now the big, uh, the big thing. Hold on. <laughs> Good grief. I don't know if this is going to get on camera. <gasps> yep. I was lucky enough, and this is part of my buddy's estate. Uh, this was my first pick. When we drew it, I was like second last, and no one had snagged the big orange Carbon Z Cub from E-Flight. So I took it. And I fully intend on flying it. Let me put this down and get back to the mic. There. Sorry, it's going to make for terrible audio, but whatever. Uh, the I'm just looking over some of those. Yes, the carbon. I've wanted one of these forever. I have the Grand Tundra. And I've flown years ago. I flew Chris's uh, from the podcast. I, we did a remote swap. And very different flying experience so i've got a great spot to fly this i'll do it occasionally at the park but i think this will be fantastic at the club i've got tons of batteries i'll have to adapt because i fly xd90 and this obviously has all the uh the horizon tech and the spectrum battery stuff and connectors and everything so 
maybe in the future I'll look into some of those packs and everything, but the remote cost, the battery cost and stuff, sorry, the charger cost, I have the remote uh, and everything. And it'd be kind of cool to be a battery telemetry, to be honest. Um, but I'm going to leave it as stock as possible and just have a really good time. So I'm I'm thrilled that this thing has entered the, the fleet. I don't know where it's going to park in here. This place is packed and, you know, uh, what link? Okay, link wouldn't work. Sorry, Lee. Yeah, the link's... um. Send me a message afterwards, and I'll drop it into the show notes. Yeah, links don't work in the chat description. He's uh, he's showing it. So uh, there are a bunch of different ones. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of different uh, D7 manufacturers actually out there. Hobby King used to do it. I think there was one from Horizon when I was searching, but this is a a German uh, manufacturer or something like that. Uh, Model Studio. Uh, they didn't actually show it on the website, but I've got the manual and everything and. Uh, the gentleman I picked it off had actually been manufacturing a new, had done a full firewall and everything. So it's kind of cool and exciting to, to finally get that into it because I will tell a quick story, uh, a little backfly, a uh, backstory. When I first got into the hobby I, and I was literally, the hobby was a secondary thing. And I've said this story before, I've mentioned this before, where uh, I was racing vintage stuff and the, so all my funding and all my spare money was going towards that process. And flying any foam board lately, <laughs> we'll get to you, Sam, and the hangar, hangar RC group. Um, so, so I got that little biplane of mine, the uh, the Tiger Moth, and one of the other guys at the th and I had like just a few batteries because I was waiting for all my little one S batteries to show up and everything. And one of the other guys um, actually you know, let me fly one that he had converted from his youth. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was electric. It was pretty old and it was like a nickel. By, anyhow, he'd done all the conversions and I absolutely loved it. And, and then we had the, you know, the other sub light ones. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm glad that is in the hangar. I am, I'm probably going to take one day where I'm going to fly all the biplanes in here uh and that is like the the pt-17 i've got the se-5a i've got the albatross and then one day the big wacko uh will uh will come out as well and that'll be just um epic i think but i gotta get around this to doing this stuff so sam sam's on the line and uh sam is probably going to be on the very we'll have to get him on the show for an update too once they start they've got a lot of new models a lot of cool things that i've been told about so we'll have to get sam up on the big screen I i'm looking forward to actually having the guest on the show because i can see everything going on with all the various monitors what you don't see on this side of the desk is there's a new screen over here i've got what they call a stream deck which lets me punch through all the scenes for this like i'm up solid right now but I can do things like, uh, you know, hit another website and that comes up. So I have a little bit more control. I don't have to be sitting there and pushing stuff and I can flip on music and all that jazz. So we'll be able to have a little bit of fun with the guests when they all show up. But okay, Sam stuff. So I haven't done any building yet. I'll probably get to this very soon. Uh, but the seven's in, in custom colors. And want a huge, huge shout out to Bill Deckard, who's been a big supporter of the podcast. As soon as we announced uh, that we're doing some custom graphics and everything, he ordered a seven from uh, Hangar RC and put his own custom stuff on it too. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to building this one up very soon because this will be a quick and easy build. Nice power system and everything. Um, what's it take again, Sam? It takes your uh, nine by five prop, uh, 1400 KV motor, 30 amp ESC, 3S2200. You can't go wrong with such a simple and elegant system uh, on these. These are gonna be, it's gonna fly great. And then of course, we have the Harvard. Oh, I mean the Texan. <laughs> Again, we talked about this in the last podcast. Check out the links to uh, Hangar RC for all the details and all that. And there is a, uh, if you if you look at the description for the podcast, for this video and everything, there is a discount code for RC After Hours fans and subscribers. Ha ha. I love this thing and I can't wait to build it either. Um, and I'll probably push along to build most of these as soon as I can uh, or in, and or wait for the, uh, the lesser weather. Um, so... <laughs> It's going to be an interesting fall. It feels good to uh, to fly, and I've been flying all weekend long uh, in the last couple of weekends, which has been really nice. 
Thursday, I actually was kicking myself because my, my flying club, uh, who are out uh, in the Stetson Field here in Ottawa, they fly in the evenings, and they were night flying. And it was first night that we had had no wind, and I was just like, oh, I had things to do. I had to be an adult and go get groceries. And I came home, and I immediately said, okay, the flight test, e-flight, night radiant with the wingnut module needs to be finished and prepped and ready so uh on my glider i've stripped out the uh the e-flight receiver uh, the spectrum receiver and i put in an eight channel with vario micro tiny little uh, fr sky and then my remote beeps just like my normal one and then i've got with the uh the wingnut controller uh, i think i've done a video on that one if not there's i'll, I'll put the links into the into the show I can control the light stream, so I have um, I have the lights I can roll with my slider on my remote, and then I hit another switch, and I can like toggle through about four different settings that I've pre-selected, and then I have like another toggle, which is like the emergency one where I can just lock it into a really bright profile and just go okay get click done that's me, because I don't know about you guys, but I've been in situations where I've had radians and kind of lose your radiant i've never flown the radiant at night and i'm kind of like eh, is this going to get like high and out of sight and the guys the field said they've actually been putting um nav lights into the front of the wings so when they're landing because the plane's silhouette and all the lights kind of disappear they were saying on landing so they've been putting little wing lights into the into the front of the wings and everything and i'm like that's kind of cool and uh if that works then hey right and then of course the Pawnee, uh, which is up back here, and you can't see it on camera, unfortunately, but it's ready to go all the time. In fact, uh, normally I light it for the show, but I forgot to plug it in. But that one's ready to go all the time. Uh, runs off a 3S2200 and just flies forever. And of course, there's Norman. Now, the last time I flew Norman, he felt a little sluggish, a little cow, big, beefy. Uh, so he might go for us with a, or, and, or I'll put the lights on their own system. Cause I think that there were so many LEDs inside that thing that, um, you basically <laughs> soak up all the battery power. I think my, my suspicion is that it will become a four S aircraft. So, uh, according to the hangar RC lights are awesome. We are working on a cheap way to light up the system, uh, specifically for the Texan. Excellent. Excellent news. Yeah. Um, I do have a fair, I have put a lot of LEDs into my previous scratch build aircraft, uh, and it's just a nice way to add a little flair, especially this time of year. I used to, where are they? I think I have them right here in the bench. Um, <laughs> those in camera, you'll see this. Uh, <laughs> these are just these little dollar store finger lights, and I used to do them when I was doing, particularly when I was doing my scratch-built cargo jets. Um, I put a lot of, uh, I put a lot of these all over the airplane, like lighting up the control surfaces, pointing towards the the rear uh, surfaces and everything. So if you're looking for a cheap way to glue stuff to your aircraft that's pretty light and just battery-powered and will last for a couple hours, these are just like little dollar store finger light things that the kids are rock around with. So, yeah. Now. On to talking about what I think is going to be 22. Uh, I know it's a little early in the game, but like I said, I've been, I basically came to the conclusion at one point or another that 21, like 2020, was basically a write off for getting a lot of the aircraft I want to fly up. I've got that litany of jets. Um, but hey, I flew an EDF this week. <laughs> that's a that's a bonus and my first, you know, UMX EDF, which was was quite fun. By the way, uh, on a um, little 280 uh, 2S from from eFlight, about three minutes. Beyond that, the batteries get a little too too uh, too heat soaked. We'll use that. Um, uh, anyhow. Jets, I'm going to get back into all flying those big, crazy, fast jets of mine and everything. And, and that's why, like, the Charger thing was a priority for me and everything. So looking forward to going through all of those. I may, I may, uh, depending on how things go, try and get that ME, the Dynam ME uh, 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 262 up and running. I just have to finish the nose gear because I did a swap and I wasn't happy. It was very sloppy. And I think that's just the way the aircraft is. Um 
and that will be uh, useful in getting that one going. Because that's only 4S. And as Alpha said a long time ago when we were discussing on the show, the wing on the Dynam aircraft is more floaty, so very much like the big commander here on the bench, versus the one from uh, from Flightline. All right, is it Flightline? Yeah, possibly. Free wing. There you go. Uh, the free wing one. The, the wing is uh, more true to scale, I think, and, and thing will drop out of the sky. <laughs> Probably. Anyhow, I'm going to try this thing out in 4S and see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I, it's going to be... Hold on, I need a glass of water. I'm talking a lot. That's the only problem with being solo, doing the solo show, is that, you know, there's no one to spell off for, for a couple seconds and, you know, go off camera and everything. But... I'm liking this. I feel the energy. I don't know if you guys do, but this is uh, this is working for me. Uh, I kind of uh, like the set, obviously, because I shoot here normally when I do my videos. And I had someone say they missed the Friday Flying updates. And if I can do them live, I think we got something better. Because <laughs> the, doing the Friday Flying updates or doing a, a thing like this is great. It's the post-production that kills me, right? Because it's like, okay, now i got to sit down on the machine and I go. So now that I've got uh, OBS working really well and I'm like watching the, 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 the feed and it looks really clean, I don't think it's dropped or anything. Um, the computer seems to be happy. The screens are all working. So I think we're going to be doing a little bit more live actions, particularly as the weather turns uh, a little bit ugh. So for the podcast, keep your suggestions coming in keep uh keep up the the ideas thank you for all the encouragement by the way too i i had a lot of good good solid conversations with a good men of people about what i was thinking about the show and like i said i think the consensus here is this is working and i want to keep engaging the community because that's super important and like i said you know we'll be able to get the guests up on the on the backs on the screen behind me and everything and we'll be able to keep going uh and <laughs> Delta Dart says, hope you're enjoying the little helicopter. And I'll come back to this in about a minute. Uh, another terrific small EDF, the Herero Hobby Viper 50 mil on rails. That sounds really cool. I haven't been able to get my hands on anything from Aero's Hobby yet, but who knows. Okay, Delta Dart was asking me about my helicopter experience. Um... I'm going to jump back to this a little bit. I do have a good number of friends who've been suggesting helis for a while. And I, I had, the last time I was at the hobby store, I had the uh, the 230S in my hands. And I was looking at that because that's a 3S helicopter, where this one just takes a little 2S, uh, 280, same as the jet. So I'm already going, okay, I've only got three really good packs, so I'm going to have to pick up some more. Um, so... What can I say about this little thing? Um, <laughs> the first launch was terrifying. So I, I, I downloaded the script and everything, put it into the DX9, and it, it works. You go into normal mode. Uh, flight mode 2, flight mode 3 are like these acro performance ones, which are like beyond my skill set. And I have flown this little guy a lot this is chris gooden sent me this one thank you chris by the way this is a little little uh, msrs little 1s copter and it's good it's got safe on board and stabilized and everything so it's it's pretty predictable but again it's 1s so you're not really getting much of the experience so uh and and yeah uh, i flew it as much as i could so this is going to be the next level. And as far as I'm concerned, my, my goals for the heli stuff is really simple. Just to get comfortable with it. So I was flying this thing around in the tall grass. And I've also been warned, watch out for, for anything getting into the gearing and all this stuff. So I'm, I'm being very attentive to where I'm flying and taking off. And it's, I'll hit more sim time uh, just to get familiar. But my goal right now is hover land and then you know move back and forth i can fly with this thing you know looking at its tail i can do all the maneuvers i want to do with it and everything and i can it's obviously coming back towards me it is um that is the very very uh, daunting part because 
Yes, those are plastic blades, but if they whack someone, they're still going to hurt. So, uh, lots more to come. I'm thinking I can fly the helis in the winter if the winds are low enough and there's you know, get better. So it's one of those things. It's going to be a new skill set set for the thumbs. So, and I was moving my thumbs. All right. Uh, Brian asks, good to see you and your drift uh, did well. Uh, seems heavy on 2S. Um, so I don't have the batteries with me, but I have the video. I just haven't cut it together, Brian. It flew just fine. The drift um, flew just fine. Didn't feel any difference compared to the 3S800, which it was at sub 250. With the lithium-ion battery pack, which are over there, so I can't even talk, it was over 250 grams. Um, but it worked really well. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm reading some of these comments. These are great, guys. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> we'll cover off the heli thing here in a second, Delta Dirt. Um, the drift flying um with the with the lithium ion pack i mean i don't even think i wore the pack out and i got tired of flying um take off yeah i could see where i had to play with the cg or or be in my high rates to get it going and i was flying in some pretty windy conditions but once i got it going i had a camera on board and i know i did a loop and a roll with it with the camera on board so Really, you know what I really wish that aircraft had? I really wish that thing had a rudder. Um, aileron elevator is fine, but if it had a rudder, you could probably get some flat turns in and really have some fun with it. I was doing motor off and everything. So, uh, make it a live show, new computer. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll question that question in a minute. Bill, you can fill me in what you're talking about. Okay, so back to the, to the, uh, the Zod... Well, this is the dart, obviously. The Drift, really nice aircraft. Um, and you'll see, once I publish the video, uh, it, it breaks down if you need to take it apart. It's super simple. And will fly on 3S or 2S if you switch the prop. Um, and I really enjoyed it on either or. I kind of like the fact that I had all the 3S batteries and, and really made that thing. So you don't have to go out and buy the, the, the bigger uh, 18, uh, 1805 or whatever, they're not 1805, but you know what I mean, the, the lithium-ion packs, you don't actually have to spend the money on it if you can get your hands on some 3S or even 2S uh, lipos and just switch the prop. Flew great. It absolutely flew fantastic. I had a blast. Um, I've actually sent it back to to the Great Hobbies store so they could you know push it on to another review. So huge shout out to Great Hobbies. They've been really big um, helping me out and everything. And that's where this next one comes. I, I am behind on a lot of my reviews, but that's just how life goes. Uh, and I'm looking forward to flying the dart and putting the the control panel and the KO pilot. Thank you for the for the information there and the, the check on that one um, and trying it with the digital FPV because that'll be cool. Okay, Bill made it for, oh, Bill's got the new computer. Well, congratulations, Bill. He he really, he messaged me one time saying how um, he hadn't made it uh, to any of the lives recently. And Bill, we mentioned to you uh, that the fact that you uh, picked up a seven from, uh, um, from Hangar RC, so that's excellent news. Uh, so thank you for supporting them and everything. So that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Brian. Uh, I appreciate the comment. Okay, Delta Dart. Yeah, the the the, the rotor scale 450 Airwolf. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, really, my next goal, to be honest, is to probably spend the next couple of days in the garage with that extra. Um, if, if I could cut, <laughs> if I could like get the extra into a working order and it's close, I need to run it up. I got to get used to starting that again. Cause obviously I haven't played with it in about a year and then I got to go through and do the last time I talked to Chris Gooden about everything. It was my throttle. So my throttle positioning, so it's the linkage isn't quite right. And so I was, as I would pull the throttle down on the radio, it would cut out. Now I can do that in a mix and two and stuff like that. So I want to get that going because I have means of transporting a thing a lot nicer now. I was I did an adult thing and dealt with it. So uh, <laughs> every uh, every heli person needs an airwolf. Yeah, and the theme song on your radio, right? Because why else? Um, yeah, Stringfellow Hawk. Yeah. 
<laughs> the helicopters are cool. I will give you that. I've been kind of, you know, and I'll enjoy it. I'll fly it as much as I can um, over the next little while and just, like, I think, I think I'm going to have to go pick up some batteries just so I make sure I have enough because I've only got three good ones. The rest of them are showing their age and everything, so... Yeah, and, and with the little EDF and everything, I'll probably want a couple on hand when I do go flying. Um, it's interesting bouncing between the scales and sizes. Um, initially, I, I, I admit I wasn't the only... The only micro that I really had, or UMAX, was my timber that I flew regularly. And I've been kind of appreciating the small ones because we were at the field uh, at the um, and flying around and... It was a little bit more crowded, so instead of flying the larger aircraft, everybody just grabbed their sub-250 UMX planes and just kept it everything in a tighter spot, and it worked out great. So rather than, you know, losing any flying time, we just adapted, um, and like I said, these things are great. They sound crazy, and just, it was a hoot. It was an absolute hoot, and, and as I get more comfortable with the heli, I'll take it out to the field, and then I can contain it at this point i'm still flying in the backyard but i was hovering off the grass and i'd taken off and landing on top of uh, you know boxes and stuff so i think that'll be the fun challenge because that's what i was doing with a couple older like coaxial style heli twin helicopters and you know doing the, the scale landings because then you're dealing with you're, you're trying to land this thing with uh, the buffering effect and everything so that'll be kind of cool and we'll see where it goes from there because i admit the nice thing about a heli is you know at this size or even just a big bigger they don't take up a lot of space, so, you know, compared to an airplane, this thing will tuck into a shelf really nice and clean and fold the props and everything. Um, here's a question for you uh, uh, fans watching the show. Your UMXs, do you keep your boxes? Yes or no? You can leave comments in the, in the show before and after or even now in the live text, and we'll go from there because um, I haven't thrown out any UMX boxes in a long time, and it's a great way to transport them, pain in the butt to store them i think because they do take up a fair bit of space but they keep the airplane safe so it's like you know do you display them or do you put them out so most of mine i leave them in the box and they they seem kind of safe um what else did i fly today so anybody recognize that one that's the flight test uh this is the flight test uh mighty mini mustang Say that three times fast, right? Um, actually, I had this out the other weekend, and I think I had an ESC failure because my elevator and everything did the funky chicken on me. So last night, I very quickly just grabbed another ESC, uh, I think just another 12-volt or maybe a 12-volt, 15-amp with the XD30 uh, because uh, I fly this thing on 3S800 inside the belly, and it is a great hoot. Uh, I think that's like a 2204 motor on a three-bladed, five-inch prop, and... The thing cuts through the sky like it's nobody's business. So that's a fun... I appreciate this aircraft actually a lot because it's one of those ones that's, you know, 800 mils. I, I don't think it's a huge wingspan. That is actually, I can tell you right now, it's got to be 24 inches right on the nose. So it's got a nice little wingspan and 3S, 2S, depending on your power system. And it's light and fun. And I had a lot of good time. Bill says he picked up the 7 and the Texan Harvard with both RCAF color schemes. Excellent. I appreciate that. In the Royal Canadian Air Force. Ha ha. And then... And then, I don't think I've had a flying weekend where I've not flown Defiant Renegade. Uh, and sorry, I'm turning my back and spinning around and everything. So, <laughs> this thing has been an absolute ride on 2S. I'm actually thinking I need more punchy batteries to keep up with the motor and ESC combo. But in the wind and everything, I was having a great time. And again, all up, sub 250 gram with the 2S500s and the FPV and the motor and the twins are, I have it on a good authority that someone is testing a slightly larger two, uh, four and six motor variant. Um, I would love to see this thing in like a, a 42 to 48 inch wingspan, wingspan, uh, you know, the, uh, the Renegade XL, as I keep bugging Sean about. So one day, maybe he'll listen and he'll come back. Now, he's got actually, 
he's got to come up and he said openly that engineering or constructing this aircraft, like cutting them all out and everything is a lot of work, uh, for a one person shop. So he's working on how to make the manufacturing viable because I mean, a, a race wing done, right? Well, the profiling or whatever machining he does and his technique, this is like multiple pieces of, to make it go. So like his time to actually produce the wings, the, the parts and everything are much more in depth, but, phenomenal aircraft like seriously one of my favorite things to fly it's small it goes in and i'm starting to see more guys putting the little you know the cadex uh, light system the, the the dgi hd on board this thing okay you're no longer sub 250 but you're you know perfect so it's um it's definitely definitely one to look good again defiant renegade if you're looking for a really sweet fpv ship highly recommend it all right, I'm gonna look at all the notes. I'm also, I should have turned on my timer and so I know how long the show has been going for. Uh, I think I can check this over here. Nope. All right. Yeah. 40 odd minutes, not bad so far. Okay, I'm just gonna look at the control of the comments. Uh, can I do this? Yeah, I can do chat. Yeah, there we go. From Drone Lord. Still have all, still have my uh, Sport Xbox. Need to build some FD kits. It won't hurt as much uh, when you crash. Now, the scratch build kits, uh, especially uh, any of them, whether you make it or you, you buy it or whatever uh, and put them together, that is the fun part about the uh, the kits. And they're, they're so easy to repair. Um, you can either go in for a full repair or you can just like tape the suckers back together, which I've done. Uh, if anybody's seen some of the old videos on the YouTube channel of my FT racer that I scratch build just from the, from their plans. Um, by time that aircraft retired, I think it was more glue and tape than foam, uh, foam board, which was, uh, which was fun. Uh, it's a real, really good and it flew great. Just flew great. Low, fast. And I full on admit. I will fly a foam board aircraft way harder than I fly some of my, my, you know, foam board planes. They, they're landed with respect and, you know, and just try and keep them clean and just to see, <laughs> well, just to preserve them, right? Because they look gorgeous and everything, but the flight test stuff and, and, and even any of the foam board stuff that I fly, oh man, I drill those stuff hard, they fly hard, and I just have a huge, huge smile on my face when I'm done because that's the whole purpose of that style of aircraft. Just, just enjoy them and go at it. So, Bill Decker says he added two inches to his Renegade by gluing the nacelles cores uh, to the wingtips. Oh, I understand what you're talking about. Ah, neato. Yeah, slightly bigger. They would, you know what? The thing would probably do really well with some fins, but it, the vac stabilizers do really well. Um, I'm going to jump over to uh, this stuff. Um, I've flown a couple reviews. I've got a couple review videos to come up, uh, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't finished them. So I reflew the H King Cub and the the Mustang and had a blast with both of them. So the Cub is the J3 Swiss. So I flew that one. And then I flew the Avios Bushmill V2 for the first time on the grass and, and was just touch and goes in some really amazing crosswinds and everything. So it was kind of fun. And then Hobby King and Avios came out with this one. Ah, let's see. Do I have my mouse? Yes, I have my mouse. Yay. Okay, so I didn't get the... The, the pleasure, the the, the glory of, of testing or and reviewing one of these bad boys, which is really unfortunate because the 1700 millimeter uh, scale executive turboprop airplane looked cool. And the fact that the community has taken to it so quickly and they're customizing it was really neat. I would have flown the snot out of this thing. I, I really do think it would have been a lot of fun. Um, but you, you, you see the sticker shock, right? And that's before shipping. So that's 500 Canadian. Let's see if I can switch that to us dollars. Cause the majority of the podcast listeners are going to be on the other side of the, the lake and that's $400 us. So it's up there as far as the retail price goes and everything. But, 
Um, what a fun airplane. And it, it's nice to see uh, some of the options and some of the color schemes coming out from this guy. And then the other one, uh, which is I think was well known that this was going to happen, is um, E-Flight bringing the Carbon Z Cub, sorry, the Carbon Z Cessna back, but allowing for a tail dragger configuration, which is kind of fun. Uh, again, $500 US, so up there, but it's it's big. It's not as big, uh, I think, well, 2.1 meter. It's still, you know, it's on par with the, the big cub that's sitting beside me over here, but still kind of fun. Uh, so it's neat to see them do it. Uh, I'm a tail dragger kind of fan. I, I, I full on a minute. I, I prefer flying tail draggers. About the only nose, uh, um, <laughs> the only nose front aircraft that I've flown in the last, like with, 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 you know, tricycle gear. Thank you. Um, was things like the T 28 and stuff like that, which I still miss. I think, uh, that's an aircraft that, that might have to come back in the thing, but I, I just can't, get in love with that new yellow paint scheme the old gray or the wet red and orange or red and white was was the way to go for the for that airplane so we'll see uh but like i look at all the stuff in the in the hangar and very few of them is tricycle gear most of it is tail dragger which is cool but you gotta you gotta watch your your you gotta watch some of the aspects on the grass and everything because you'll ground loop and in a heartbeat right I've done it. I've done it first time out in the big club, you know, everybody watching me being evaluated and I ground loop the tundra and I'm like, I've never ground looped the tundra. And it was just getting used to their grass and how the plane tracks. And I just, I just chuckled, right? Cause I literally never done that. So yeah. Um, check out all the, uh, the, the, uh, the supporters for the, uh, for the podcast links, uh, you know, uh, hangar RC is a big supporter. Buddy RC is still a big supporter. Congratulations to TJ, by the way, who's gone from working for Buddy RC, who now works for horizon hobbies. So he's, uh, the man's jumping along in the industry and having a good fun. So he's, he's helping them out in their, their, uh, their social media, which will be cool. So I look forward to watching his, his career in the hobby industry. Um, we're gonna get um, speaking of hangar RC. We'll get uh, we'll get Sam back on uh, our good friend Steve in Australia. He is recently moved and is busy setting up his man garage hangar. I think he said it's in his garage. I'm not sure, but he's getting his all his stuff sorted out. So we'll get him on the big screen and we'll we'll talk to him and update because I know their club. They're currently I think they're still shut down they're in another covid lockdown which is probably affecting them but they're rolling into their summer as our hemisphere rolls into our winter so it'll be interesting and i'll seek out people who've got more flying opportunities so we can you know do a little bench flying but um look at that i can turn off the ticker so i'm having fun with this little gizmo for those who don't see it or can't uh, I don't want to press any buttons accidentally. One of the pieces I picked up to help the show along was a stream deck, which has been really helpful, actually. I can see a lot of stuff. I can mute my microphones. I can mute the guest phones and everything. Uh, less nosedives. What are we talking about here? Uh, you should have uh, Hangar 13. Uh, sorry, uh, Hangar 13. <laughs> That's funny. Squadron 13 or 13 Squadron on the show. Yes, by all means. Um... I'm just trying to see less nosedives. <laughs> yep, it, it crashing planes happens. So, um, yeah, where was I? I got I got horribly squirreled on everything. So yes, let me know in the show comments and notes and emails me and social medias and all this stuff what you think of this new format. I'm gonna keep working away on the audio end of it and everything, making sure the audio podcast, which I put a little bit of effort in getting done. I don't know if anybody noticed, but on the iTunes. The icon was the old logo, and I was scratching my head trying to figure out how to do it. I actually replicated the podcast. Apple authorized it. It was really weird. So now there's two listings. And then I read some obscure note in, in their documentation. They literally said, you know, excise to excise. What I didn't realize, the logo wasn't perfectly square. And I guess it was just reverting to an old, old uh, archive logo the entire time. And I'm like, what's going on? Anyhow, it's now the cool logo, which I've, I'm still 
thinking I might change it to reflect a little bit more of the hobby, you know, with helis and uh, quads and RC trucks and everything, but I like the retro look. Speaking of which, if you're a new Patreon and you're listening to this and I haven't got stickers to you, let me know. I, I've got, I flag it when I can, but it's weird because if you change your commitments, it does something weird. And I'm, so if I've missed you, I really do apologize. Let me know. Um, I have to do a sticker run very soon. So I'm going to send them some out to John in the U.S. who's been sending them out and everything. And I got to get myself some new ones because I actually don't have any of the cool logo stickers. Uh, and I want to get that done and everything. So keep those comments in. Let me know what you're thinking. And we'll keep driving from there. So tricycle go. No way, man. Tail dragger rules. <laughs> okay. That's uh that's been a fun little podcast. I think it's about almost an uh 60 minute show, which isn't not bad. Again, keep that feedback coming in. Let me know what you think and we'll 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 build this up because I had fun doing this. This seemed to work really well. I love the engagement. 110 bumper stow. Yeah, if anybody know and if you're watching let me know where I can find these one-tenth scales uh, bumper stickers. And we'll get some Blame Andre stickers out and the RC After Hours podcast stickers out. Because they look cool on trucks, but my big logo is its too big on the RC trucks, right? And I, I would love to be able to do that and send those out and everything. So we'll figure it out. I know a couple of years ago we did the big old sticker drive and everything. So if you guys are interested, send me an email. Drop me something on, on social media and we'll go from there. Okay, I'm Andre. I think I've talked enough. Uh, huge thank you for, for everybody watching this this podcast and everything. Um, you guys are why I'm still doing this. I will be blunt. I was very close to saying, okay, you know, I don't have the energy and everything. But we'll keep it going because I'm starting to gather that inner circle of people. I'm going to start talking to people about guests co-hosts and stuff like this so it's the workload isn't all about me uh and that will probably make it a lot more engaging this has been super because i don't think we've had a show in a very long time where i've had this much engagement while live and i'm 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 enjoying it i'm really uh having fun listening to everybody and watching the comments and everything so all right I'm going to stop talking. We're going to end this uh, this podcast and this live stream. Um, I'm Andre. This is the RC After Hour podcast, episode 90. Yes, 90. Uh, and I'm I'm super proud of that and happy to, uh, to be able to keep uh, this journey going. So everybody have a fantastic time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Ciao.